Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Roswell in the 21st century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 474 0086.
This is a different perspective with Kevin Randall. Kevin is a retired United States Army Lieutenant Colonel who has studied UFOs for more than 50 years. His military training has provided him with unique insight into military operations and UFO research. Kevin has investigated many of the most mysterious cases and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries and been interviewed on hundreds of radio and television programs about UFOs. Considered to be one of the leading experts on the Roswell UFO crash, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs including Roswell in the 21st Century and Encounter in the Desert, a re-examination of the Socorro UFO landing. Now here's the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. And welcome to this edition of A Different Perspective. I'm Kevin Randall. Usually, sometimes, frequently, I start the program with a rant, but nothing has annoyed me this week in the field of UFOs or paranormal phenomenon. So I guess we'll just have to go right to the guest. I am joined by Diane Tessman. In the mid to late 1970s, she was a field investigator with the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. Ah, who wasn't? So was I. <laughs> and a, Flor a Florida State Section Director for MUFON. But her work on the UFO puzzle began when she was four years old, possibly five, when she was abducted twice by UFO be beings in the 1952-1953 time frame, which means she's about the same age as me, too. She has always had a few conscious memories from those experiences. The most vivid memory is that her guide said, we are from your future. After many decades, she has reached the point of certain knowledge, at least that some UFO occupants are future humans. And we'll explore that. In 1981, she underwent hypnotic regression with Dr. Sprinkle at the University of Wyoming and remembered many details from her childhood encounters. She has always had specific conscious childhood memories of those encounters. She has written five books over the years. Her new book is Future Humans and UFOs, Time for a New Thinking. <clears throat> she has an exciting but relatively unusual life. She taught first grade in English as a second language for 11 years at the St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands and in Florida as she raised her daughter. They lived near Giant Rock in the high desert of California for two years of research and contact there. And Giant Rock, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the um, area that was purchased by and used by George Van Tassel, who claimed that he had been in contact with beings from Mars. Uh, and the Giant Rock was really fascinating, but unfortunately, I think there was an earthquake a number of years ago that kind of split the rock. And uh, I was kind of sad to, to learn about that. She is the founder and director of the Star Network Cat Sanctuary and Wildlife Refuge in her native Iowa, established 22 years ago, supported by people who enjoy her writing on both science and spirit over the many years, uh, in books and publications. Welcome to A Different Perspective. Oh, I'm pleased to be here. I'm uh, more interested in the cat sanctuary than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I spend a lot of time on, at the cat sanctuary. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I came back to my native North Iowa um, after living in a lot of places, lived in Ireland for five years. And um, I, I didn't want to just wander around the 10 acres that I managed to afford. Um, it's not good farmland. It's a little low for, for the corn. <laughs> it's a little, well, not swampy, but 
you can you could get back in the late 90s you could get fairly cheap acreages that had been family farms where the houses were and so i got 10 acres and i didn't want to just walk around it i wanted to do something for the animals uh, mostly cats who had been my only friends in a rather lonely childhood uh, so I, uh, there were a lot of them that just kind of showed up. And I think that's because the corporate farms took over um, the family farms that used to have, you know, a milk cow and a barn. And uh, the corporate farms just cut down the hedge groves and, and are just huge fields of GMO corn. So the poor old cats, even if they went feral, um, didn't have much to eat, especially in an Iowa winter. And so uh, I made friends with them and uh, they moved in. I have a big old barn. Uh, some of them moved in the house and uh, my uh, star network that I've written messages for all these years, um, we decided that we needed a physical manifestation of our um, love of Mother Earth and her animals. And so they donate. Um, they have grown fewer than my, uh, my readers simply because online doesn't uh, really, nobody wants to subscribe for any money or really uh, people just keep surfing. So uh, it's a bit of a struggle, but I've kept the, the animal sanctuary for 22 years now. So, well, that, that's that's great, and I, yeah. I just love cats. So I um, do too. the same wavelength there. I was also a April field investigator. New Coral and Jim Lorenzen very well. And yes, they helped, I, they helped I, me at the beginning of my my research uh, into UFOs, supplying me with information so that I could write UFO articles for the various magazines in the 1970s. Right. I I wrote a few articles for the MUFON Journal back in the, when Richard Hall was the editor. And um, I dated Richard for a few, <laughs> for a little while. Mostly, I was after some information of some sort about UFOs, because <laughs> he was quite a bit older than I was. But uh, Jim and Carol, I uh, Carl, I uh, I never met, but we communicated when I was a field investigator. Well, you know, I think I see here that you. Uh... I guess your interest in UFOs began with uh, the abductions in, when, you, when you were a child. Uh, did that kind of uh, foster your interest, or was there something else that triggered it? No, it did indeed uh, begin my interest, um, and I, was, I had a few conscious memories, uh, have always kept them, and one of my few conscious memories is that the, the abductor, who was my guide, said, we are from your future. And, you know, he could have been lying, but uh, I've investigated that for, uh, I'm just turned 73, and I've been uh, in ufology for 40 years and done my publications for 38 years. And all of that has been done. Uh, I know when I'm being subjective and giving somebody a message about Mother Earth that I feel might have come from some from them and objective uh, when I do scientific investigations. And even when I wrote this book, it does have an inspiring, an attempt at inspiration at the, in the final chapter. But most of the book is very 
logical and almost down to earth. I, I well, just me, think me, we, me we miss something. Let me, let me interrupt you here because uh, you, uh, during the abduction, was the your your guide was he human? He was human, as far as my little spidey sense could tell. He was maybe a little shorter than my dad. He uh, the only thing that didn't seem human. He seemed like a young man, um, but his eyes were deep amber and maybe translucent or had that quality. And that was like nothing I'd ever seen in a human. And they were quite mesmerizing. And I don't know whether he communicated with telepathy or with English, um, but I know he communicated and it has influenced my life, and I have no regret. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! <laughs> yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Uh, a lot of abductees spend a lot of time regretting and feeling angry and, and victimized, and I don't blame them. But my abduction, <laughs> I, I was young, and I, maybe they gave me something to calm me down, but I looked at it as an adventure um, of a fairly, of a lonely and um, uh, alienated child. My parents argued a lot. The animals were my friends. My older brother was a bully. He was 10 years older, a half brother. And um, I guess I found it fascinating but maybe they gave me something because I've had people say, oh, you must have been terrified how terrible that was of them. And yes, I, I get that. Uh, but it's always been uh, a driving influence in my life to investigate it and to be open to, to new ideas and outside the box thinking. So and he told I, you, I wouldn't change he told it. You he told you at the, during this abduction that he was from our future. He was a time traveler. Yes, we are from your future. Did he give any clues to how far into the future he came from? No, and uh, that's kind of a, a complicated, when you think about it, um, they could be from 50 years in advance if we can find the key to time travel. You know, Michio, Michio Kaku says it's now, it used to be something of just imagination and impossibility, science fiction. He says now it's a matter of engineering. And, well, let, me, uh, let, me, let me interrupt you here because I'm going to have yeah. to take a break. But we'll explore this idea that um, time travel is possible. And, of course, we're always moving into the future. But the idea that we can go back in time is 
what always has fascinated me. And I think that's more the science fiction aspect of it than, than really going forward into time. Um, the uh, book is Future Humans and UFOs, Time for New Thinking. The website is www.earthchangepredictions, all one word, all lowercase, dot com, earthchangepredictions.com. My blog, of course, is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com, and my latest book is the best of Project Blue Book, which is doing fairly well uh, given the circumstances. We will be back right after this with Diane Tessman talking about uh, creatures from the future. So stick around. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jenny as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. Is formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. 
Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. I am here with Diane Tessman. We're talking about her book, Future Humans and UFOs, Time for New Thinking. But before I get back to her, let me just point out there's some other fine programs about the paranormal on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. So take a listing, take a look at the listings at the X-Zone website, and I'm sure you'll find something uh, that will uh, spark your interest as well. When we went away, I had uh, sort of posed the question, or was beginning to pose the question, we were talking time travel, about uh, going into the past. And uh, so if these guys are from our future, clearly they're traveling into, into their past, our future. And I've always found it um, somewhat paradoxical that uh, time travel into the past would actually work. It seems to me that that right. might be an impossibility. Well, you know, a lot of people will say when they my hear, when they hear me, they'll say, well, Einstein said it was impossible to go back. And he never said that. Um, he had a struggle with toward the end of his life with gravity, and, and that seems to have be involved in, in time travel back. But uh, he never said it was impossible. And I've, uh, I was going to say, as far as where he was from in the future, uh, he didn't say uh, when he was from, but you know, if if we got the key to time travel, as if the same idea as the key to uh, flying airplanes, um, I don't know if it's a um, you know a mystical magical thing or just a matter of advanced science. Um, we might have it in fifty years, so he might have been fifty years ahead of us. Or he might have been a million years ahead of us. So this gave me the idea that they probably come back in rather military-like um, units, and they probably are with others of their own time, uh, if you can even call it time at that point. But I don't think somebody 50 years ahead would be mixed in with a million years ahead humans. Um, we might not even be able to recognize them as human. Um, so anyway, that was uh, the idea I had there. Um, then, now, what did you just say as far as the well, next? Well, I was, uh, I was suggesting the travel back in time. Back, okay. Is, is well, probably impossible. I can see traveling in, in into the future, and I think Einstein's theory of relativity suggests that as you approach relativistic right. speeds, time slows down for you so that you age at a different rate or time passes at a different rate right, right. than for those people on Earth. So if you take a trip to, uh, let's say, the Tau CD star system, I just picked that one because I could. I think it's about eight light years away, nine, ten light years away, something like that. It might take you... 400 years in Earth time to get there, but on ship time, it might take you just a year. So you come back to a civilization or a society you wouldn't even recognize. Yes, right, right. Uh, Interstellar, the movie, explored that, I believe. But as far as traveling back, um, I've become uh, friends and sort of a working associate, although I'm not a physicist, with Dr. Jack Sarfati. And he has a low-power warp 
which he feels is a workable way to fold space time, which becomes more fluid as the speed of light slows down. And he feels we just need to get the funding to further this research. Now, Jack Sarfati is well known. Um, some people will say he's, you know, a maverick physicist, um, but he he is brilliant. And whether he has the key or not, I don't know. Um, he doesn't know for sure, but he is fairly certain of it. In fact, he had funding promised to him from the EU right before the virus struck. And then they had to, it was, Italy was involved. He had done a, a one-man seminar there with their uh, scientists. And uh, it, it was just hanging, just about ready to go as far as funding. But uh, I have here a detail, it's also in my book, but uh, he's, I've written down the details. I don't know if you want to go into the well, physics. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, he's talking about going into the future or going into no, the past? No, going, going past, time travel in general. He feels, he based it, he had his inspiration when he looked at the Tic Tacs that the Nimitz and the Roosevelt and others encountered. And he came up with the fact that they were in a uh, zero gravity bubble. And um, uh, he looked into it with metamaterials which um, incorporate or incorporated, he feels, into the skin of the UFO. Uh, he says, in other words, it is a part of the composition of the outer craft. And uh, that might work in with Roswell, with the uh, strange materials that may have been recovered from Roswell. Uh, he says there would be many lattices within lattices of metamaterial, like Russian dolls, in different scales. Uh, and these exotic quantum materials are the key to time traveling either. Uh, he's speaking of back more than forward because we know forward happens, like you said, when we uh, fold but space. But if, if we go back, if we go back in time, can't we really screw up the timeline? Well, not, ac <laughs> he, not according to Dr. Sarfati, who taught me about the Novikov. Uh, self-consistency theory. It's sometimes called the Novikov loop. It asserts that if an event exists, it would cause a paradox or change the future. The probability of that event happening is zero. It's a, a given physics law. Now, maybe, you know, it could be wrong, <laughs> but as far as we know, it was uh, a Russian scientist developed it back in the 1800s, and it is accepted that um, it would be impossible to change, uh, to create time paradoxes, like going back and accidentally killing your grandfather type of, of thing. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's, there's a zero possibility. We are in, on the path we are on. As but doesn't, doesn't even an uh, appearance of someone who's traveling from the future, uh, doesn't that upset the timeline? In anthropological studies, they've learned that the mere presence of the anthropologist studying a society, even though he's not going to interact with that society, does in fact alter it. And so you're right. suggesting that we have time tra time travelers coming in, manifesting themselves in various ways, telling people they're from the future. Wasn't wouldn't that uh, just by itself change change it? Because now you're suggesting to someone 
time travel is possible. And if you think something's impossible, you're not going to do it. And if you're told something is uh, possible, then you're going to attempt to find ways to do it. So the mere suggestion that time travel is possible would be altering the timeline. Well, of course, the general assumption has been it's ETs. Very few people really think about the fact that it is uh, a future time traveler, that it's us. And the other thing I have, so they've kind of let that impression stand. I don't think they've told, you know, I don't know why he told me. Maybe I was supposed to write the book. I don't know. But uh, the other thing is, perhaps they've always come back. Um, and that goes into my chapter 10 in the book on ancient astronauts. Perhaps they've always been here. Jacques Vallée wrote about the strange beings and the, that uh, he felt were perhaps from Earth, some other, some Earth source. And he's not, he's always felt it's probably not ETs. Um, and so if we, if you can come back to 2020 or 1947, you can go back to ancient Rome or even earlier. And uh, perhaps they were the ancient astronauts uh, or we were the ancient astronauts. Um, perhaps even if you don't want to get into ancient astronauts, perhaps we have always been around because it's there, it's our, their planet as well, um, so they've always been but why, around. If they, could travel, not, if they can travel through time, why would they let things like uh, World War II take place? They could have stopped World War II. Why allow all of this, this history that we know that is so destructive to the human experience, however you want to postulate the human experience, why would they allow that to transpire when they would, they would have the possibility of altering that? Well, could they, if, uh, considering the Novikov, uh, the pr no probability of changing the future, and also um, there, there may be a non-interference directive uh, because we have to develop in the way we're, it, it would be like having an adolescent, a 13-year-old boy that steals the car and, and uh, doesn't learn not to run it into the ditch. You kind of got to let him, you can try and stop him, but if he's out, we need, we're an adolescent species at this point, and we have to learn to tie her own shoes. And perhaps there's a very strong non-interference directive, might have been less strong in ancient days. Maybe they were just starting civilization. Maybe they do it over and over again, an endless loop that we seed ourselves <clears throat> rather than eat. I don't know why it is um, an impossible idea that we would be back there beginning civilization when people accept that, well, ETs, you know, there is a statue that might be a, an ET astronaut <clears throat> in um, a Mayan you. ruins. Well, Let it me could have been a human here. astronaut. I need to interrupt you here because I got to take my break. Okay. <laughs> I'm here with Diane Tessman. Her book is Future Humans and the UFOs, Time for New Thinking. The website is www.earthchangeprediction.com. Mine is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And since we mentioned Roswell briefly in passing, I will note that Roswell in the 21st century is still available, and I think it gives the best 
analysis of where that case investigation stands today, given all the information that we have. I will be back right after this with Diane Tessman, and we will continue our discussion about her book and time travel. Please stick around. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience if you have seen a ufo had a close encounter seen a ghost bigfoot lake monster or a story that you would like to share or have investigated contact me rob mcconnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on skype xzone radio tv for more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. I am here with Diane Tessman. We're talking about future humans and the UFOs, time for a new thing. And we were talking time travel. And I was wondering, I noticed that uh, a lot of discussion is quite 
quite speculative. You're you're suggesting, of course, the abduction took place, and uh, I think well, Leo's, I yeah, ex go ahead. Well, Leo Sprinkle had conducted the hypnotic regression, and hypnotic regression is one of my favorite ways of recovering information, given the pratfuls of or the pitfalls. No, not not mine either. I they took a membrane from me. We haven't gotten into that. You are speculating as much as I am. If you feel it's ETs, or if you say that, um, well, why didn't they stop World War II? And I'm speculating back. So you're speculating you know, I, too. When I, when, I say, when I say ETs, I'm thinking that we've got actually more evidence of that than time-traveling humans. And I think that if you take a look at it, the possibilities, the possibility is much more likely that we're dealing with interstellar travelers as opposed to time travelers. Well, I disagree. And I've got Dr. Mike, let me just give you a little bit about my book. I've got Dr. Mike Masters, who is an uh, anthropological, evolutionary anthropological professor at University of, of uh, Montana. And he says that the way evolution is going is the way that many of these beings uh, look. They, they have uh, wasted muscles. They're not as muscly as we are. And the Neanderthals had more muscles than we. So we're going in, in that direction. He's also written a book um, on, on uh, time We've had him on the program. Um, I, I don't know if there's too much evidence for ETs. To me, time travel, we're all in the eternal now. And to somehow, with quantum computers and artificial intelligence to find the key to time travel might be easier than those huge distances of interstellar space. And how would ETs even evolve to look humanoid? Different when sun, you know, different when you, when, when you start talking about that, there are any number of studies that suggest that the, the human form as we, we see it today is probably the best to develop intelligence because you have an upright posture that allows you to see the predators coming at you, two eyes for stereoscopic vision that allows for depth perception, you have hands with fingers that allow for yeah. the manipulation of small items, and, and, and by adding an extra arm or two or an extra eye or something really doesn't... Uh, uh, generate any benefit to to the creatures. So there are that, that's speculation. Yeah, there's a number of studies that suggest that the humanoid form, evolutionary, is the best direction to evolve into intelligence. Yes, but that uh, if you're applying it to a, a planet 500 light years away, that is speculation also. Whereas here we are in humanoid form. And we're going to go on or we're not. I mean, we're in a golden age of, of uh, science, everything from astronomy to quantum physics. And what about not our grandchildren, but our great-great-great-great-grandchildren? Do they not have a, a future? Will they not continue to develop science that we've given them the basis for? I just think we have very little confidence in ourselves uh, that will f that we won't find the the uh, key to time travel. But we already have space travel. We've been to the moon. We've launched a spacecraft uh, out of the solar system. I think Voyager is now out of the solar system. It's 
penetrated yeah. the outer reaches of the solar system. And space travel is something that we um, can, can postulate based on the science where we are, where time travel is more fantasy than it is reality. No, it isn't. Not a court. You'll have to have Dr. Sorfati on. I mean, I can read you the details of his low-power warp. I haven't. He wants it said exactly right, which is why I would have to read it, because I can't do it off the top of my head. It's physics, uh, but I'm not trying to read the equations of physics. Um, but he explains about uh, metamaterials and the strange electromagnetic properties. Um, I just don't see why, why it, well, for instance, why, why do we think ETs turn off and on the nuclear codes back in um, Malmstrom and my note. Well, and we don't know. We don't. Well, yeah, yeah. You just said ETs, and I, the question, the answer would be, yeah. we don't know. We don't know who turned off the the missiles at Malmstrom. Uh, well, I think it was future humans because they have a stake in what we're doing to the planet. Then why don't you turn them off everywhere? In burying nuclear waste, we bury nuclear waste we don't even have a place to store it safely a lot of it is temporary storage the half-life can be a hundred thousand years so what are we leaving to our great 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 grandchildren perhaps well, if they're, they're time travelers why don't they stop us from doing that without they would they could do that without really interfering and causing any ripples through time by by uh, ensuring that we don't leave those things behind. Because there, you can't change the path that the species is on. They're, they give covert warnings, but they couldn't change it if they wanted to, probably. That's contradictory. That's contradictory. They give warnings, they, give they can't change it. So warnings, why, why, can't why give warnings? Because they've always given covert warnings <laughs> it's it's the path that that our species is on and you can't go back and and uh you can't change the future there's a zero percent chance well, I, I, I would argue i would argue that that you can go if you if you invented time travel into the past you could alter the time and and the the, the theory you're espousing simply says no you can't do it I say other theories suggest you can do it. And uh, Isaac Asimov did a wonderful book called The End of Eternity, where they had developed a great huge society in which they manipulated time from the beginning of the 20th century up uh, hundreds of thousands of years into the future. And they would go in and make what they called the uh, uh, minimum change necessary to alter some kind of bad thing that they wanted to take care of. Well, and that theory, that theory is just as relevant as, as the theory that you're espousing. Okay, Hitler didn't win World War II, so they changed it. Okay, I can guess at that, but that's not in my book because I don't know that. I, that was science fiction on Isomov's part. But Isaac Asimov was a well-trained scientist and a lot of the... Yeah, but that was a science fiction story. And, so if, and they could, wrote, maybe if, they saved us from Hitler. Pardon me? Maybe they stopped Hitler from but you getting just said they water. can't. You just said they can't. Yeah, but you're saying, <laughs> I'm arguing in your, 
if Isaac Asimov said that it had a science fiction story that they came back and changed things in the, the latter centuries, then maybe they did. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You're saying I, my argument's no good. So I was arguing in your field, maybe they have changed history. Maybe they stopped the dark ages from uh, going on as long as they, they would have otherwise. You'd, we don't know that. My book is based in logic of things like, it, it's like a forensic profiling. Um, who has the best motive for warning us or for being concerned that we're contaminating the planet with buried nuclear waste, with nuclear warheads? Um, to me, the motive, you know, they always say, look for the why as much as the who. The why would be that, do they even have fresh water to drink? Um, has How much has climate change changed their world? And that's not my only argument, but that's the kind of argument I give. And also Jacques Vallée has always said, why would ETs hang around year after year? They might explore a planet for, I think he said they might land and uh, survey it 5,000 times, maybe over a year or a few years, and then they would travel on. I mean, you almost have to believe that it's some kind of ascended, wonderful, magical ETs that will always look over uh, after us. Do we want? <laughs> uh, why? Well, I would argue. I would argue that if you found a planet that is teeming with sentient beings, and that they're evolving from a agrarian society into an industrial society, that might be an interesting thing to research. And while you wouldn't be here continuously, you would come back periodically to see how things have developed. And that uh, now we're we're in the phase where the graduate students are coming back to uh, do their PhD dissertations about the evolution of life, uh, the society on planet Earth. Well, I think that uh, probably future human college students come back for a field trip, but more more likely it's a military, uh, almost like the Federation from Star Trek, a, a pseudo or a quasi-military group that comes back for a, and serves for a while. Um, you know, the, the Tic Tacs, the, they appeared when they didn't have to. They knew the military did maneuvers in that area between Baja and... I, I've, got to, I've got to interrupt you because I'm coming up against okay. a heartbreak here, so I've got to, I've okay. got to take time out. Uh, I am talking to Diane Pessman. We're talking about future humans and UFOs, the time for new thinking. Her website is www.earthchangepredictions.com. Mine, of course, is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And the latest book is The Best of Project Blue Book, which is study of the Air Force uh, investigations of UFOs and that sort of thing. We will be back uh, right after this, so please stick around.
was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am here with Diane Tessman. We both happen to be in Iowa, which is a strange coincidence, I think. We've been talking time travel and the possibility that we're not dealing with extraterrestrial intelligence, but we are, in fact, dealing with human time travelers. Let me pose this question to you, which came to me during the break. Speaking, I guess, most logically, since we've demonstrated an ability to create spacecraft, we know that science exists. We understand how that works. We are progressing toward that idea. Yeah, but, that's, yeah. But we do not have good evidence that time travel works other than into the future, as we've discussed. What's more logical, that we have visitors from other planets 
or we have visitors from our far future? What do you think is more logical? Not, not necessarily far future. Um, I think that time travel is part of the science that is developing. And there is research into time travel. Uh, I think we might have said before the airplanes, the Wright brothers, well, um, th we know that uh, we can roll along in a wagon, uh, but can we really take off in the air? It's, it's a development of, uh, of advanced science. Um, I think it was uh, Arthur C. Clarke who said any advanced technology seems to be magic. Um, well, we did, what he said, any sufficiently advanced technology yeah, is indistinguishable yeah, from yes. magic. And right. that, but that does not lead us to time travel. That just leads us it's to... part of science. It, it's, <laughs> uh, space travel isn't the only part of science. And whether, yes, we've gotten to out into the solar system with probes, unmanned probes, whether beings can travel from the far, far distances, maybe they can. My book doesn't say that ETs don't exist and don't visit us. So um, I, I was saying about the, the Tic Tacs that uh, they seem to want to be seen and they engaged almost in a, a duel like a Top Gun with the pilots and it was whoever had the most advanced technology won. Um, and uh, to me, that is human behavior. We sort of assign. You mentioned, you mentioned the abduct other abductees. Um, yeah, Travis who, Walton and uh, Andresen and uh-huh. And Barney and Betty Hill. Um, and we've, we've got a large body of research from various abduction researchers. All of that suggests um, interstellar travel. No, interstellar Travis Walton meant future humans. I don't know as he says it quite as plainly as I do, but uh, anyway, golden humans, he called them. And he also meant little beings at first that frightened him. And then the, uh, he had a head wound and the, the uh, humans showed up and took care of him, according to Travis. Um, the membrane that was taken from me is a very valid proof that I was abducted. I looked for, you know, there's a chance that it's got a mundane explanation, but uh, it's in my mouth, the, the membrane between your gum and your lip. Um, I noticed a scar when I was nine years old. I have no memory of, of, uh, have it, of it being taken. But uh, I asked my parents, you know, what was the scar on the outside of my lip? And they had no idea. And they were very attentive, loving parents. And I've looked and looked. I said, well, did I uh, bump my lip on my tricycle? Uh, because uh, apparently, like mountain bikers, sometimes I've even Googled the whole, it's called a, a frenulum or frenulum uh, membrane in um Anyway, a few years ago, I discovered it's actually on the inside, and it was removed, just cleanly removed. And uh, uh, I don't have any other explanation. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a very legitimate abductee. And uh, but you uh, only had you only had the single experience. No, I had two, but I don't. I didn't regress. The second one, I also know that you can lie, under, not lie exactly, I guess you could, 
under hypnosis, but you can fantasize <coughs> under hypnosis. Well, I think that's, a better word would be confabulate, but yes. That's, you, that's you, why. Hypnosis, hypnosis is not a path to the truth. It, it's not a very good research tool at all. It's a, it's a therapeutic tool, but not a very good research tool. That's why I've never made much out of it. You've never seen my abduction notes um, as much as you've seen some other abductees' abduction notes. But I've reasoned it out. I, I do go by, yes, a, a root feeling that is within me, uh, but I, I don't do it subjectively. And I've not, uh, Bud Hopkins wanted to put me in missing time due to the membrane. And I turned him down after a while when I was teaching school. I haven't publicized my abduction notes in this book. They're not, the abduction notes aren't in there, but I do go over it a bit more than I have before in a book. Well, I, the, the thing that just came into my mind and taking a diversion here, um, you talked about them shutting down the missiles at Maelstrom Air Force Base. Uh-huh. And yet you said they can't interfere. Isn't that an interference? Isn't that a contradiction? They turned them back on. <laughs> I don't no, I didn't have to didn't. ask them. <laughs> no, no, they didn't turn them back on. We turned okay. them back on. Okay, we turned them back on. Well, we didn't they didn't disable them. We turned well, they them back disable on. Them. They disabled them. We had to fix them. Then we fixed them. Well, uh, then perhaps they uh, that's what they do. I mean, maybe they always do that. I, um, the ETs did too. I mean, I, I don't see your argument as proving that it isn't future humans. It proves that no, it's no, all no, no, the, the, what, what the, the problem here is the, is the logic where, where the, the future humans can't interfere. So we're stuck with the tragedies that we've, we've already encountered and the ones we're going to encounter in the future. Why don't and, the ETs stop uh, why is it different than the ETs do interfere? Then why didn't they stop World War II? I mean, uh, see, it's, they may not have they may not have been here and uh, to to do it during World War II. It's it's a it's a different it's a different perspective. Foo fighters. Foo fighters. There's always been incidents of of UFOs long before World War II, and uh, Foo fighters in World War II, and other. Uh, uh, so, well, what about the ancient astronauts? If they were ETs, then they really interfered back then. Maybe maybe I'm not a big fan of the ancient astronaut theory based on my anthropological background. Well, I'm but, not either, actually. But I just say there was interference. It makes more sense to me that we came back in time uh, than but, that ETs would no, bother you, to build you've, a you've missed my point. You've missed my point. The point is this. You have said that they don't interfere. They can't make changes. There's a, 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 a physical law that says you cannot go back in the past and change what has been written. You can't interfere with that. My point is that you've suggested a couple of times where they've, in fact, done exactly that. But they can interfere because they always interfere, because we always interfere. You see, it's on yeah. the path. That's what we do. We nurture ourselves into an advanced civilization. They've always interfered a little like the missiles. But then why couldn't they have stopped World War II? Because 
it's on. <laughs> they probably, well, they may have kept Hitler from winning, but it's not on. It's a Novikov loop. You'll have to have yeah. Jack Sarfati on to explain. Yes, I, I get, I get that. I get that. We're, we've we've hit a crossroad here, and I would say George Patton stopped Hitler, and the Allied Army stopped yes. Hitler. But I, that's another argument. You asked me if they stopped Hitler, and that isn't in my book. No, I didn't ask that. I said, why didn't they stop World War II? Well, but that's a whole different question. Okay, uh, but whatever they stop didn't stop isn't in my book. <laughs> Well, is it, uh, the is book, it in my thinking? The, you, book, the, the book is the book is Future Humans and UFOs: Time for the New Thinking. The uh, website is www.earthchangepredictions.com. So, if you have questions for Diane Tessman that I haven't asked, or or guidance you might want from her, you can check out her website and probably contact her through that. Um, I want to thank you for taking time out, and I hope we. Uh, didn't bump heads too much during the discussion. Here. No, I, I actually enjoyed it. I always enjoy a good debate. Well, there we go. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for taking your time. I appreciate that. Next week, I'm going to talk to Bernard O'Connor, who uh, at one time was the editor of Official UFO Magazine. For those of you who've been around long enough, uh, Bernie O'Connor was a good guy, the editor of the magazine. He's got a new website that deals with the paranormal. And we'll be talking about what his new adventures are in that arena as well. And as I say, I like to I like to point out that the uh, book is the best of Project Blue Book, which came out officially on April 1st. So you can get it on Amazon. I don't know how good they are doing with shipping stuff now, uh, meaning simply they may be involved with shipping important and really important uh, antivirus type uh, materials as opposed to books like that. And of course, take a look at Roswell in the 21st century, because I think it gives a different perspective, if I can use that term, about um, the Roswell case as we understand it today, as it has evolved in the last 25 years or so. And once again, there are some other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at xzbn.net. Uh, take a look at the listing of programs, and I'm sure there's going to be something that will spark your interest. I will be back in about 167 hours, so thank you for listening, and you have been listening to A Different Perspective on the X-Zone Broadcast Network.